Hey, welcome everybody to Good to Geek Out. Good to be back with you with my friends discussing Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode two. Uh, excited to get into it. Uh, lots of good stuff going on. Uh, Rob Lucy coming at you. To my left, Editor coming out of San Antonio, ready to review the Star Spangled Man. Spoilers ahead. Hey. Boy Jay coming at you from Los Angeles, California. Go Falcon. <laughs> Rob Strader, Boba Fresh coming at you from San Francisco. Glad to get the geeks back together. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hey, another outstanding episode, in my opinion. Uh, this uh, series so far has given me everything I've wanted. Amazing action sequence, uh, amazing uh, play between uh, Bucky and Sam, and uh, the plot development is is just been uh, stellar, uh, in my opinion, for being this early into the series. What did you uh, think about that uh, that action sequence, Rob? Um, I think they, they're continuing to deliver. They're giving us what we were saying that we wanted at WandaVision, that the, you know, we wanted to have the action amped back into the MCU. And I think it's great doing it this way because they remind us that Winter Soldier is the best MCU movie, period. And so by them taking it low-tech, super spy, instead of outer space crazy, like really, it, it's literally grounding us. It's like Batman beating up a, a, a mugger in the alley. You know, like we're resetting to to viable villains, and um, and yeah, I thought it was all good. I mean, the the cold open with um, we know is the new Captain America from the last episode, right? Uh, and him at you don't know where he's at, and then you realize he's at so Warlock. He's at his uh, high school, and it's his old locker and. His wife or girlfriend comes in, who is, by the way, a person of color, which I truly admired. And um, then his his friend, who's with him, you don't know who he is yet, uh, African-American guys. It's a lot of uh, diversity going on really early on. And uh, come out and you get to see him first exposed as Captain America. And that, that through his eyes and his lens and what that looks like. Yeah, you know, I thought that was very interesting because uh, it played into... Uh, the very first Captain America movie where he's like, I want to get out there and work. I don't want to be a propaganda tool. I know it's important. I need to sell war bonds or I need to, you know, build up the American spirit. That's not what he's about being a three time medal of honor winner. Um, you know, and, and, you know, his friend explains it to him, Hey, this is the job. The job is basically, you know, being a cheerleader for America, being a propaganda machine. Um, but we have other work to do down the road too. But let's handle this, and then we'll move on to the next thing later. So there are a lot of parallels between uh, the Steve Rogers and the Johnny Walker, kind of getting into their roles as, as Captain America. I felt a lot of sympathy for him. You know, you you want to not like him, but through the writing of this episode, the way it was directed, it's like it's hard kind of not to like him, other than he's holding you know Steve Rogers like shield, and they play that you know against him with. Um, with Bucky and, and Sam Wilson later in the episode. I disagree. It's easy not to like him. Yeah. What was your impression of him? My impression of him was that he's trying to be something that he's not, but he's trying to play it off. He's being disingenuous. 
Like, I, I feel like he's being disingenuous. He, he, he reminds me of one of those guys where it's just like, I'm good, man. I'm good, but I'm really a jerk. I'm just playing it off like I'm good, but I'm really a jerk. I, and, I, think, I think you can see some of that towards the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, hiding I always it. thought that. Yeah, I, was, I always thought that, and he proved it. He actually and, proved it. Well, well, to, in his, I'm, I'll be I'll be devil's advocate here. In his defense, he was getting pushback from those guys the entire time. He's finally like, "Hey, fuck you guys!" Then, like, if you're not gonna, you know, if you're not gonna jump just on gonna, board, I've tried. I Take agree with I agree with both of you, but I want to note how two grown men who love comics and have the same moral compass are reacting to these characters because this show is written with race in mind. It is written for people to identify with certain characters, whether uncomfortable or not, and then kind of make the conversation happen. I do believe that John Walker is written as a sympathetic character. Them opening up in the high school scene was great. Them showing us how we confuse our athlete heroes with public figures and, and, and political figures and, 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 and not to say that you shouldn't use your platform BLM and take a knee and do all that stuff. But the, the way that it is being handled is this propaganda tool. And he gets up there and for a second, he seems uncomfortable, I feel. And then he gets into the role. And that's when I think I agree with Jay that he gets, he shows his disingenuous side. I think in the locker room, he genuinely is trying to live up to something that he knows he can't live up to. But he, he gets out on, and he yeah, said and then he gets out to the field and the locker room. He 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 said it himself that he's not trying to be Captain America. Now, the thing about it is, is that when he did, I mean, what you said, Rob, about like you know he's getting pushed back. I mean, he can he has to understand why that pushback, you know, was coming. He should understand most of all, like the government basically kind of, you know, coerced, you know, him to give up the shield. And then all of a sudden it's like the government. I mean, really, it's the government's fault. But the fact of the matter is that John was put in that role. And I don't know. I've, I've been around people from experience where it's like, OK, they seem good to the public eye. They seem good to the public eye. But there's always that disingenuous side like, hey, dude, like. Just say you're an asshole. Don't 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 sit up here and make it seem like, hey, man, I'm all good. But behind the scenes, you're an asshole. And he showed that he clearly showed that I, I had a feeling now to be. To be but honest, hold on, but I also want to say, like, you know, not to cut early later on to the scene, but to like also support Lucy's side. Then he also goes on like, you know, have you ever hopped, hopped on a grenade? Bucky's all, you know, you ever hopped on a grenade? He's like, okay, you know, like four times. It's the thing with my grenade, uh, my helmet, it's reinforced. It's a whole, you know, forget about it. That scene was the most charismatic and likable and like most relatable part of, the, that's the closest he comes to being Steve. And it's not the action of the hopping on the grenade it's the trying to like play it off. It's like the, it's the humility. Steve isn't just guts and strength. He's humility, but he's also a moral compass. And that's the thing that this Captain America at this point needs to prove. I think there's a lot of moral ambiguity. You know, they first go after the flag smashers and you think, oh, they're stealing weapons. We got to go find out what's going on. Turns out they're stealing vaccines. 
They're not stealing drugs. They're not stealing weapons. They're stealing vaccines. So, you know. Uh, yeah, there's something to that. There's something to that. For the I record, think that's a gr- oh, I don't know if you can. And I think that there's something to that. Um, the fact that they painted the flag snatchers also as a sympathetic um, quote, you know, they're not villains. They're antagonists. You know, like they're not out to kill people just to kill people. They're not out to, you know, to rob banks or, you know, some, you know, more petty, petty crime. Like they're a high flying ideal where they compare them literally to Robin Hood. And I want to say I'm super stoked to see home freckle homegirl from, uh, from Han Solo in something else. Uh, dope call, dope casting call. And I love you. For the record, I kind of knew, like, I forgot who said, and, like, you know, when you saw the, the black guy by John Walker, like, they didn't know. When I saw him, I saw him and I saw John Walker go into his locker room and then I saw the black guy and I was like, no, they didn't. I thought to myself, no, they didn't do this. They did not just do this. And the comics just start reappearing in my head and that and that stupid suit start reappearing in my head. And I'm like, oh, no, they didn't did not just do this. They did a good take on Battlestar's suit. The uh, bulletproof vest with the star stitched into it over his red, white, and blues, I thought were... Uh... Y'all really doing the racial issue here. That's what I, I thought. I like, this, this is really, this is a different change from WandaVision. Y'all went straight into the action, which I like. I will also say uh, Red Wing is probably one of my favorite new characters. If, if like, the, what BB-8 is supposed to be and R2-D2 and those types of, like, cute droids, like, this is a really cute droid. Was Red Wing was, was. well? It'll, it'll be back. Red Wing too. <laughs> who cares? But I mean, I, I, it showed character and like the way it was messing around with Bucky and like it actually had like some semblance of uh, in some artificial intelligence and personality. I thought that was kind of um, yeah, yeah. I, and the design was hella cool, and it's really smart because that way they have Red Wing be something that we can emotionally invest in that they can kill for an emotional reaction because yeah. that way they don't have to, when Battlestar goes off the back and uh, Cap throws the shield, new Cap throws the shield. Yeah. I was like, okay, like this, that, that, that was smooth. That was smooth. I gotta give you credit. <laughs> that was smooth. I agree. Yeah, I think they've so far done a, especially in this episode, done a great job of adding in that, that comic uh, interaction between them, but also, you know, touching on a lot of uh, racial racial things, getting really deep into it when they go see, uh, and I can't remember his name right now. Somebody remind uh, me. Isaiah Bradley. Isaiah, down. Isaiah Bradley. And, you you know, so he's like, hey, man, I, I, was the, I was the super soldier, and they threw me in jail, and they experimented on me. That's what I get for serving my country. Don't come in here with that bullshit. And then right outside, they get harassed by the cops. I'm going to let you get into this, Jay, because I know you got a big thing on this. What I want to say about the Isaiah Bradley before you do is how you can tell it's written by a black voice. He says, uh, when him and Bucky are going back and forth, and he's like, if you mean I whooped your butt, if you mean by beat you, I whooped (laughs) your butt. 
I was just like, oh yeah, like that's that's my dad right there. Like, <laughs> like she was she was on point. But I know Jay was clamoring for uh Yeah. For a little I spoke sight. about this last time. I spoke about this last time and I didn't think they were gonna put it in there, but when they did put it in there, I was like, Yes, like put it in there. But I was still like, you know what? It all makes sense because when he spoke and some of that is true in the comic book, you know, the way they do Marvel comic book, you know, Marvel superheroes like back then, they really played on the whole racial thing. I mean, example, Blue Marvel, if anybody knows this story. But Josiah X or Isaiah Bradley, yeah, he was a black in Captain America that was kept hush, hush. We don't want you to find out about it. So it all makes sense that, you know, Sam Wilson, basically, they took the shield away from him, you know, and we don't we don't want you to represent it. So it's like, you know, then they did to Isaiah Bradley. We're just going to stick you away. You know, they did not years. take this. See, I, 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 they did not take the shield away from Sam, by the way. Sam gave it up. He gave it up. With what that said, mean? with that said. The, the the with that said the colonel the general said sam you know you did the right thing did the by right doing thing. this because they did were the going right to thing. get the shield it they weren't even doing oh okay i see we're gonna be a problem yeah. there they would they would have got it one way or another is what you're saying yeah they would have gone so i think he did do yeah, the they right were thing get the shield they were going to get the shield and the I, to get back to the isaiah bradley part the Parallels with the Tuskegee experiment, the idea of him being locked away, him now being, you know, in a rundown neighborhood and like not having any of the prestige of the Avengers Tower or anything that goes on with that. And um, the pain that that man exudes in that scene, in that scene is, yeah. is fucking acting but it's pulling from somewhere real like you know it's like, carl like, lumbly. it's carl lumbly <laughs> it's the mantis um it's the mantis you uh, know he can it, act you can feel yeah, it yeah no nah, he really uh yeah nah, he really pulled out those chops there and of course we gotta holler out to patriot let's get the paper paper, paper patriot the patriot one more um Listen, uh, when Lucy, Sam the did kid it, who uh, the kid who opened up the door, Isaiah Bradley's grandson oh, in okay. the comics, is uh, yeah, Young Avengers Patriot. Young Avengers Patriot. Oh, yep. nice. And then they boom hit you with the police scene. Yeah. And it was oh god, fucking amazing. It it almost had it had me that feel and get out when the cop car pulls up and I was like oh, but I was like oh, ain't no one we like coming out of there. Um, yeah, and I just back and forth. And the fact that Bucky again is just, you know, like, you know, they're, they're, they're just showing the complete disparity of how race is treated in the eyes of law enforcement. And, um, especially with it dropping this episode, that scene dropping the same week of the Derek Chauvin murder trial over George Floyd. And so, you know, like it's serendipitous, but I would almost say that they knew when they were going to, I don't know. There's this is that it's very serendipitous. <laughs> and then the therapist, <laughs> Lucy. What would you think about that therapy? Um, what do you I, think about that couple's therapy? 
Well, it was way better than any couples therapy I've ever had before. (laughs) (laughs) That's been a lot. I wish my therapist was that good. (laughs) Thank you. There's my therapist. Uh, no, I, yeah, again, just just uh, developing the relationship with them. It, it's a way to hit the fast forward button on their on the relationship development. Uh, that comic play off of each other. They're both alpha males, but they kind of want to be friends. And and how they're gonna, uh, you know, she says it. This is how like how to build a relation. What what do you see your relationship going forward as? Um, and and it kind of it breaks down at the very end. You know, when uh, when Sam walks out and I thought it was really poignant uh, when Bucky left and he said, what, what was rule number two, doctor? Because I think he was referring to her hurting his feelings and, and one way or another by bringing Sam in. And I thought that was, you know, it was, it was kind of an interesting twist there. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I hope to see more of it. I hope that's not the last we see of her. What did you think, well, Ed? Quiet or well, Rob? I want to get to your, your wording on the alpha male part. They are both alpha males, but they're both betas to captain. Mm. Like, like, like they're both sidekicks. Like that's literally like in their their characters. Wing, DNA. Wingmen, wingmen, both wingmen. And wingmen. so you have this very interesting situation where you have two betas to, trying to figure out who's the alpha, and they never really give the edge on one over the other. Like I kind of side with Falcon because he's got you know the mission going on, and Bucky's just kind of like I don't know. Who's the better friend? Who's the better friend to, to, to Captain America? Because of course, Bucky grew up with him as his best friend, but then when Bucky was away, then you know he grew close with Sam. So it was like they had that thing like, wait a minute, who the hell are you? Like, I'm Steve's friend. No, I'm Steve's friend. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> like, I'm Steve's friend. Like, no, you 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 can't be Steve's friend. I'm like, I grew up with him. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know who you are. But yeah, but at the same time, at the end of Endgame, when Old Cap is sitting on the bench, Bucky's like, like, yeah, like, like, go, like, you go talk to him. Like, he wasn't like, I need to go talk to my best friend because he's my best friend first. Like, like, he knows the relationship that Sam has with him. And, and I think it shows that Bucky and Steve had already made some kind of closure before any of that had happened. And Steve wanted to have some closure with, with his with his modern best friend. Yeah. Uh, did you guys notice the power broker was mentioned? Power yeah. broker playing yeah. a part. Very cool. Yeah, I think the power broker is coming, which which you know kind of alludes like why are they afraid of the power broker? Or you know, what's the moral again? The moral ambiguity going on here is they're on the run from the power broker they're stealing vaccines but they're also getting chased down by the you know new that's definitely going to develop further uh, yeah and then the power brokers seem to have a connection with the government on some level too because we have to figure out where the super serum had come from i think that john walker has some super serum version in him i don't think he's just a dude yeah because which made me think which made me stop and think while I was watching, we can put this in a different different thing. Uh, asterisk. Uh, it made me think. There's. It is impossible that Bruce Wayne has not taken some form of super serum. It is impossible. Going through the Lazarus pit itself puts you a, into superhuman realm. 
So I cannot see how this guy who take, he's like, oh no, like my ribs are broken. I'm going to shoot this into me. So that's going to make my, my ribs heal faster. Dude, man, you just fucking just stuck in some Wolverine jeans, man. You stop fucking with us, dude. You saw the so way you, he threw you, that shield? The way he threw that, that shield was just like Cap. Oh, oh, yeah. wanted to make sure it was him and they didn't just use a Cap scene from like another episode. From like a movie, but it was him. All that shit. All right. Look, I saw the way that John Walker threw that shield. I I think he got a little something in him too. Yeah, he got a little something. something. This is planned, obviously. Mm-hmm. This is which is why yeah, I he said was going toe to toe with those super soldiers. Yeah, and the and the thing is, is that with those yeah, toe to toe with the flag, super soldiers on the trucks. Yeah, the super the flag smashers on the truck, and their run from the power broker. Like I think it kind of also comes up like what did the power broker, what did, how did they pay for it? Like they're on a run for something, you know, like they have nothing. So how did they pay for these powers? And so I think, you know, like did, was the power broker hiring them to do dirt? You know, like were these powers put out on loan? You know, like, so I think when we get to the, get to the chase of that and, and like Lucy's saying, like, you know, like it's not, this isn't Thanos versus Tony, you know, like this isn't a black and white situation. There are three, four different players that are all in action with their own level of righteousness and their own level of wrongdoing. And, you know, only second episode in, that's pretty solid uh, writing for 44 minutes. I did read. There's only going to be six episodes though. Oh, well, well I is guess there? the 44 minute makes, it, makes sense then. I just read six today. It's a third, possibly. Maybe, maybe I read it wrong, but I saw six episodes on the on the list. Um, and we can't get out of here without mentioning that uh, Bucky read an original copy of the Hop. <laughs> was that that this- was cool? Nineteen thirty-seven. Oh, I read it when it first came out in nineteen thirty-seven. Because like, like, how do you know about Gandalf? See, that's where Falcon was like, bro. He's one hundred and six years old. Like, come on. Come on. Side note. Side note, Rob. I agree with you on great actors, but not better movies. Another example. Halle Berry, Catwoman. Yeah. Gotcha. Anyways. <laughs> but no, I agree with you. Thing. Um, I agree. Yeah. The 1937 that was brought up, you know, that that was really that was some good writing. And like it showed that, you know, Bucky's character, you know, him being 106 years old, that, you know, he kept in fine literature. I mean, he read stories, and you know, during his time. So yeah, obviously. It, and I will it, say, on a meta level, on a meta level, they do an excellent job of. That's how you give fan service without forcing fan service. Like that's like because everyone at home, every nerve. Like, Did you hear that? He said he read that. Like, and then it was boom, boom, boom. They just moved on. You know, like again, like that's how you pay fan service without. Hey, well, looking forward to see uh, some more of the big three in action. Aliens, androids, (laughs) and wizards, perhaps. (laughs) Um, Another great episode. Looking forward to the next one. Uh, Always great talking with you guys uh, uh, about these episodes. And out from Phoenix, Oregon. The tour, San Antonio. Buying my Baron Zemo mask tomorrow. Out. Jay from Los Angeles, California. Out, you know, I might think about uh, might think about cosplaying Sam Wilson. I don't know. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what. It, but yeah, I think you and Lucy would make a great uh, new cap and Battlestar. 
I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just throwing, I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> I think the way we are, I think the way we are, yeah, I, I, I think we got that Falcon Winter Soldier thing where it's like, yeah, we, we agree, but we don't agree. I don't know. I think I think you guys would really kill it with the Battle Star. I'm not doing the Battle the, the, Star. The, 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 I'm not doing the Battle Star thing. I'll do Falcon, but I'm not doing the Battle Star thing, bro. <laughs> Okay, and a hundred times before I ever do that guy. We <laughs> we love you for it, Night Thrasher. <laughs> and this is Boba Fresh from San Francisco. Uh, have yourself a glass of Johnny Walker while watching John Walker, and you can next week listen to this talker. Boo, U.S. agent. Boo. <laughs>